0: What's up, bro? Welcome to a new episode of the Brandon new Show. As you know, I am Brandon new, and like always, on all podcast platforms everywhere, it's brand new Show, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook. Yeah, Brandon Janus Show. You gotta remember. I gotta remember all these goddamn social media accounts. I'm sorry. But Brandon new Show, I gotta learn how to how to put the damn things at the bottom. When I say it, you just... It's just I, I gotta learn these things, but anyway. Um, and of course, YouTube channel brand new show, uh, so go there, man. Subscribe, like the con- like the videos, uh, clips, comment, uh, subscribe, man. I hope that you guys have loved, loved and enjoyed these uh, episodes in 2023. Uh, closing it out, you know, these next couple of days. So by the end of this. Week I should have every episode finished and done with, uh. But uh, tonight I'll be doing wrestling life, and of course I've been doing wrestling life, uh, the last couple of days. My top ten moments of WWE this year, my top ten wrestlers of WWE this year, and now I'm closing it out with my top ten matches of uh, 2023 for WWE. Um. So you know I do my top ten list. I go from 10 to 1, talk about every match, why I love every match. <sighs> so, I did this today. I did, a fin- well, I had like four matches already done, and I kind of knew where I wanted to put certain matches. I just didn't know where. Uh, so, uh, shout out to some matches that didn't make the list very close. Uh, Seth Rollins versus uh, Drew McIntyre at uh, Crown Jewel. That was a really good match. A uh, really fucking good match. Could have made the list. Um, it just started so slow, it started real slow. Uh, Seth versus Shinsuke Nakamura at um, Fast Lane, Last Man Standing match. That was a really good match. Um, the 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 tag team open challenge. I don't know what the hell they called that shit at, at WrestleMania with the with the dudes, uh, Street Profits. I think it was like Alpha Academy. It was like Braun Strowman and Ricochet. There was somebody else in that damn tag team. I can't remember who else was in there. I think y'all remember it for me. I can't remember who else was like the four team. But it was somebody. I can't remember who. Um. But yeah, it was, a, it was, it was some matches that I, I just, I loved a lot, but just could not make the list. So ah, moving some things up, moving some things down, some of my favorite matches, and so let's get into it. Uh, so starting off this list at number 10. Is the money in a bank men's money in a bank match excuse me at uh Man United Back 2023 uh, in London. I thought this match was amazing, man. Uh the only reason why I don't have it in and like the high of uh, this lesson that kicks it off, every superstar in that match has kind of went on and did their own thing, like Logan Paul, of course, is Logan Paul. So it is what it is. The only person that hasn't really recovered from that match is Ricochet. That's it. That's the only person that really hasn't done it. They, they got you know Santos Escobar doing you know the Hill Turn. Now he's a, he's a Hill. Shinsuke Nakamura, like I said, is now feuding feuding with Cody Rhodes. Before that, he was feuding with Seth Rollins for the title. Um, you had uh, so. Who else is in that match, uh, LA Knight, of course, who is still over and seems like he's about to be in a robbery with AJ Styles, so that's gonna be pretty interesting to see. Um, who else is in it, <laughs> Damian Priest, who actually won the fucking briefcase, like, um, so yeah, it, it was, it was, you know, yeah, Ricochet, Ricochet, Shinsuke. Ricochet, Shinsuke, uh, Santos, Damian Priest, LA Knight. Oh, and also Butch. They haven't really done anything really with Butch. Which, I hope this Friday they officially turn him back to Pete Dunne and make him the Bruiserweight weight because this is so fucking stupid. What they're trying to do with him. Him versus Dragon Lee is going to be amazing Friday on SmackDown. I can't wait. But, Outside of those guys, like outside of Ricochet and Butch, they have really, they've all kind of went on and did their own thing. When you go to, you know, like I said, Shinsuke ASU with Cody Rhodes, who's a massive player and will be in the WrestleMania main event at at night two. Uh, Damian Priest, who won the Money in the Bank briefcase, which is still, I still, the only reason why it's at 10 is because the Money in the Bank briefcase match is starting to kind of feel like if they would have just cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase. It would have made sense, and I start. I'm starting to think they have no real thought process on how they're gonna get the the briefcase off of Damian Priest. I'm starting to realize that they don't know who they're gonna get put. In. Like we all know he's gonna probably cash in on set, and that's kind of obvious. But the problem with that is, is like, do you let him win it or do you let him lose it? Which is the hardest part because right now they have the undisputed tag team titles. And my thought process on this is Seth's about to fight Drew uh, on this upcoming Monday for the World Heavyweight Championship. Have Damian Cash in there and let him win. I think you should let him win. I think if you let Damian Priest beat Seth, if that's what the thought process is, because you don't give him the briefcase, have him hold it for this fucking long and then have him lose. Like Austin Theory made no sense to have the briefcase because he wasn't ready. He didn't deserve it. And it was literally a Vince call. That was all it was. It was just a Vince call. So, Triple H getting the briefcase off of him actually made more fucking sense. The problem with this is, is that you're running into a situation where you're going to run Damian Priest into a problem. Eventually, he will cash in. But you're not going to let him cash in on Sam Punk. And you really, after a while, you can't really let him cash in on set. So, what do you do? Because now that you have pretty much put Drew versus Seth on Monday Night Raw, that's telling everybody, Seth really has no match at the Royal Rumble. Or does he? And that is why I feel like Damian Priest should cash in and win the title Monday. Day. Just to lose it. <laughs> just to drop it back to Seth at the Royal Rumble. Because you could do what you did with Edge. When he won the money in the briefcase, he had it for so long. and then When it came time to just cash in, he cashed in. Now, I don't think Damian Priest will rise the stocks of WWE when he wins because... We already have this idea in our heads that it should be Seth Seth Rollins versus CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. But at least at the Royal Rumble, you could have a match for Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship, which would actually make sense and actually raise the fucking stakes. And I think that is way more important. Plus, on top of that, you give Judgment Day another feather in the cap, but nobody in Judgment Day is ready to be the champion, and I think that's where a lot, a lot of people are not really understanding that. But, but I thought the Money in the Bank briefcase match this year, the men's money and the women's one was really good too. We also got of course cashed in that of course already, and she's already the women's champion. But I thought the men's win was 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 really fucking good. The women's win was just as great. But this one, you know, all the spots with you know Logan Paul and Ricochet of course, and then. You know, the lat, uh, Logan Paul jumping, on, uh, springboarding onto the ladder, or on the Damian Priest onto the ladder. Um, so I thought a lot of those spots were incredible, man. Those those seven men, like I said, out of seven of them, all five of them have went on and done amazing things since then. The only two is Ricochet and Butch, and to be honest with you, I think Butch is just a, a match away from really captain, really turning himself back into the Bruiserweight done and I can't wait to see when he finally he does turn back into the Bruiserweight because that shit gonna be crazy crazy but yeah so the men's money in the bank match kicks off at uh, my list of my top 10 matches at number 10 now coming in at number 9 there's another stipulation match and it features the United States Championship at this time. And that is the men's Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship. This is at number nine. This, of course, was in the eliminate, at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Now, a lot of people... <clears throat> a lot of people say Sammy and Roman was a good match. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. It's, it's decent. It gives you what you need if you're a Sami fan because it gave you the illusion that he still should be, he should probably win. But I never thought that match was that great on paper because, like, Roman is just a, a fucking, you know, legend right now. Like, and plus, you got to be the right person to beat Roman. And I just also with Cody Rhodes clearly fighting Roman at WrestleMania, it didn't make any sense. But this Elimination Chamber match was incredible. Now, speaking of career-defining matches, I probably should have put this at 10, but to be honest with you, man, I thought the match was way more impactful um, and way more incredible. Like To be in that small confines of space to actually do what those six dudes did is damn near impossible. To see Seth Rollins versus Johnny Gargano to start the match off was incredible. Those two, their abilities, Johnny Wrestling versus Seth freaking Rollins, that's a legendary thing to see. I want to actually see them fight one-on-one before Seth actually drops the title at WrestleMania. If he does drop the title at WrestleMania, because I don't want him to drop the title, but, but even though I love CM Punk, I just don't think CM Punk is the right person to drop the title to. But to see my test forward actually get a shot to show what he can do as a singles competitor. Um, of course, Bronson and Reed, they really should have capitalized on that shit. He, he, he's been in the the swing of things, but it just feels like he's the only one that didn't really capitalize. Austin Theory was the champion and kept the title just to have the most boring U.S. championship run of all time. Um, but, um, like I said, set Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, like I said, was also in this match, which I think kind of started the energy of maybe, just maybe, he can be the guy one day. Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Montez Ford, Johnny Gargano, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory. Like those guys in that ring was pretty fucking incredible to see, like I said, in that small confine of space, to see all of the creative spots they created in that match. I was watching it today and being like, damn, I forgot how good this fucking match was. This shit was incredible. So, you know, and of course, Austin Theory won it, kept the title because of Logan Paul, which led into Logan versus Seth at WrestleMania, but which I had been saying for a long time. I thought Logan should have fought set first before he ever challenged Roman, but they got the match anyway. But uh, that's at number nine. It's the men's elimination chamber match. Coming in at number eight is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, Payback 2023. Uh, in a steel cage match. This match actually opened a pay-per-view and is probably one of the best matches of the night. Uh, Well, one of the best matches of the night. Um, I went back and, like I said, I watched this match this morning just to make sure I wasn't crazy. This shit was good. Like, <laughs> like they used the cage to their advantage. You don't really see, especially when you have women in these matches sometimes, they don't really... Use the confines like that, but they used the confines of the steel cage. They used it to their best of their abilities, and the callbacks because Victoria and Lita were the first women ever be in a match. So see Trish hit the widow's peak, and Lita uh, and, and Becky hit uh twist of fate. is one thing. The Eminem was kind of like eh, I didn't like the fact that they got Zoe Stark's involved. I didn't even make sense. I, I didn't think they needed it, but. <clears throat> But this match, all in all, was really fucking good. I thought that was a probably one of the best, uh, one of the best matches of the year. Clearly, it was on my list. Um, so, as at number eight for me, I think that was one of the best matches I've seen all damn year. Coming in at number seven, um, actually, now we're getting into the real nitty gritty of it all. Uh, <laughs> coming in at number seven um, is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day, also at Payback, 2023, for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. I cannot wait to finally get rid of these dumbass, uh, undisputed titles. Just, they need to get rid of them. Uh, they need to give Raw their own titles and give SmackDown. Clearly, if you're going to have a separate brands now. They're going to be going at each other. They need their own titles. And I don't know when they're going to pull the trigger. I'm assuming after WrestleMania because you kind of still need Judgment Day with a WrestleMania match. But this isn't This – I'm so ready for them to get rid of this fucking title. Like, that idea of having the undisputed tag team champions. Like, you got your own women's brand. They got their own women's title. The World Heavyweight Championship is on exclusively to Raw. WWE undisputed title is exclusively to SmackDown. Like, Intercontinental title is Raw. U.S. title is SmackDown. They need to now separate the tag teams. They need to let it go. I get it. You don't really have a strong tag team division. I would love to see the Creed brothers beat Ashley the Judgment Day Monday night, which would actually open up the prediction of what I just said is Damian Priest cashing in on Seth Rollins because to have Judgment Day with all the fucking titles doesn't really make sense. Dimes just lost his title, but what if you lose the tag team titles and then later on that night, Damian Priest actually helps gets the title away from Seth Rollins. He just has to fight him at Royal Rumble. That would make more sense. I don't think people were really watching it and realizing that, that that's pretty much what the decision is going to probably be. That's pretty much what the decision is going to probably be. Um, but anyway, this match was incredible. I watched it. Like I said, I watched the Becky and Trish match, and I will skip right to this match uh, because I just wanted to see this match in all of its, in its glory. A Steel City Street Fight. It was just exactly the goddamn name. It was given. I love this match very, 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 very much. I thought this match was incredible. It actually played into the actual rules of a fucking tree fight. This is what it's supposed to be. We haven't seen. This is the craziest thing. When Vince was in control of was always called extreme rules matches, we haven't had too many street fights. Triple H has been under, WWE has been under Triple H control for, what, a year and a half, two years? The man gave us two incredible street fights in one year. It just so happened that Damian Priest was in both of them. It <laughs> tells you all you need to know. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I kind of felt like it was time for them to get the titles off of them. I still didn't think Judgment Day should have been a team to do it, but I was. it is what it is. Um, but this match was incredible. Uh, I, if I was a, a person that was telling people to go watch a match and go really examine a match and really pitch and this was one of the best matches I've seen. Uh, what again? What the 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 naming of it? Street fight. To have you know, uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy. You know, Kevin Owens have a bleeding for the first. Like you, we haven't seen a WWE match where somebody was just actually just bleeding, and it wasn't like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, like Brock Lesnar didn't use his elbow. Like Kevin Owens was literally bleeding giving you old WWE this was like the full attitude era like he rose, rose up with the blood fade, the crimson mask and was just going in hockey stick in hand of course I'm a I'm one I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan so of course him rocking uh Sammy rocking the Sid the Kid uniform jersey I was like Sid the Kid like yo <laughs> I was like yo like so you know Bring back old memories, man. Of when they first won the Stanley Cup. Um, what said the kid? Um, but this match is incredible, man. Uh, the fucking swan time bomb off of, out the crowd onto Dam- uh, Dominic Mysterio at the tables. Incredible. Uh, even the ending, you know, um, with JD McDonough trying to ha- trying to pretty much prove. That he needs to be in Judgment Day. He was. This was still around the phase of him trying to prove he wants to be in Judgment Day. So for him to come out and help Real Ripley spear Kevin Owens through a fucking barricade, like it was like it was like what the fuck is this? Like it was all over the place. But it was one of the best matches, man. I I, I had to give it, put it on my list, man. And that comes in at number seven. Um, coming in at number. 6 is the women's war games match from this previous survivor series. That match was incredible. Um I actually liked it more that it was 4 on 4 and not 5 on 5 because it it gave it more of a of a not a desperation feel but it gave it more of a this is all you're getting. It was no element of surprise. Like it was these four women versus these four women go out there and fight. Like, like, like and it was perfect. It made sense. Becky and Charlotte finally making up uh, EO Sky putting a trash can on her head and flipping off the fucking <laughs> off the goddamn cage. Um, pretty much old uh, uh, her and NXT. And that War Games match, um, it just was a really good fucking match. It made sense, um, pretty much creating more of a deception into the into the um, into damage control with Bailey, pretty much saving the damn team until she got pretty much everybody's finishers in the goddamn match and then get put through a table by uh, Becky Lynch. But this was one of the best War Games matches that they I mean, they only had two War Games matches on the fucking roster so far. Uh, but this was one of the best. I think this was this was my favorite War Games match out of them. And the men, this was the better one. They opened up, like I said, opened up Survivor Series. It made sense. They all went out there and killed it. They all crushed it. It was an amazing match to see. And uh, one of my favorite matches of the year, man. It was, And I would say go. If you're on Peacock, go watch it. Um, it's one of the best matches. If you're on Peacock, go watch it, man. So yeah, it's definitely one of the best matches that WWE's produced this year. Definitely. Alright. Let's get to the top five. Here we go. Here we go. Alright. So, recap before I get to the top five. Here <laughs> we Okay, coming in at number ten was the men's money in the bank match. I thought that was an incredible match. And number nine was the men's elimination chamber match. I thought that was one of the best elimination chamber matches they could have produced in a long time. Number eight was Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, uh, Steel Cage Payback. Number seven was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day. And number at uh, number seven, uh, uh, Steel City Street Fight for the Undisputed Tag Team Titles. And number six was the Women's War Games match, Team Damage Control versus Team Bianca. Yeah, it it went out. Number five. It is the bloodline versus the Usos. Money in the Bank Civil War Bloodline style, man. This was my last match I put on here. I love the Fast match with Cody J versus the Judgment Day. Them taking the titles away because it it created a level of suspense that we hadn't seen before. Like we haven't we hadn't seen a shocking turn. Like, that was that was pretty interesting. Like, nobody believed that Cody and Jay was gonna beat the Judgment Day. Like that, at that time, that was kind of stupid. Of course, also, a month out from the Judgment Day actually capturing the universe, the, the Undisputed Tag Team titles, it didn't make any sense. Like, we, it was kind of like, that didn't make no sense. But the, as you watched the match, the 1D everything, it was kind of just 1D Cody Cutter, I guess it was called, or whatever, it was incredible. I loved that match. I love the Set and Drew match. I thought that was in a... Every time Drew and Seth get in the ring, anytime Drew gets in the ring with certain people, he has these phenomenal matches. And Seth Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers. So every time Seth gets in the ring, I expect him to have the best match on the card because he's that fucking good. But it doesn't beat the bloodline versus the Usos. And 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 I wanted it to. I really, really wanted it to. But it doesn't the match is slow, it's methodical, it's slow pace, it's a Roman Reigns match it's a solo match but that last bit of wrestling between them and the Usos, Roman stacking them up you know uh, him hitting Jay with the the spike spear like what the fuck is that, this is more than spike spear like he stacking him and Jimmy up i them like he did Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 37, and them kicking out of it. Roman didn't like being like, "What the fuck? Like, what do we do to beat these motherfuckers? Like, what do I have to do to beat them?" Solo looking at him for the first time, realizing like, Yo, "You don't know what the fuck. You don't know what you need to do. Like, what is going on? Like, I'm following your instructions. What the? What are you doing?" And then him finally just being like, fuck it, I'll just take my brothers out my goddamn self. Which created the first little sign of Solo maybe not believing or trusting a tribal chief. And of course, last night, if you watch SmackDown, you hear Roman finally say, like, you know, Solo's going to be the next tribal chief. All of that. Of course, even the ending of the match where, you know, Roman Spears Jay. And then he pins him. And Jay low blows him as he kicks out. Which brings it back to the Knight of Champions match where Jay hit Roman with splash. One, two, and Roman kicked out that way. And low blow Jay. And so it it just made sense. Jay finally being the first person to pin Roman Reigns in like three, what, three, four years? He ain't been pinned since twenty nineteen, so four fucking years? Like yeah, like it was, it was, it was incredible to see, to see the energy, the the emotion of that match. It's top tier. It's, it's just, it's just the bloodline storyline will go down as one of the greatest storylines, not just in WWE history but in wrestling history, because of how many ways they have created this storyline, more importantly, how many ways they've actually. they have actually made stars out of this shit. Roman was already kind of there, but then he became bigger than what I think even WWE probably ever thought he could become. And then, of course, um, Jay is now a main event talent. And then you have, of course, you know, um, Jimmy right now, who's starting to kind of surface and become now a kind of, could become one of those guys and then of course solo will eventually be the tribal chief so you have like all different layers and of course paul Heyman, who does he side with when it's all said and done so it's a lot of layers to this so the bloodline storyline is gonna go down as one of the greatest and this match is one of those examples just incredible uh, i didn't like the the roman and, and jay uh summer match as much as i thought i did but as a situation, I thought that as as it again, as it continued to go on, the bloodline storyline with everybody was pretty damn good. Um coming in at number four. Oh Lord. Okay, I'm having a problem with this. Okay, so I got like four matches. And all of them could be number four. Cause all of them could be number one. Uh damn, I got a problem now. Oh shit, hold on. All right, screw it. All right, coming in at number four is the San Juan, Puerto Rico street fight: Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest at Backlash. Again, I watched this match like a couple of nights ago just to make sure it wasn't crazy that this is one of the best matches that WWE put, to, put together. And again, like I said, under Triple H, he's had two street fights and both street fights were incredible. Both of them were this year. Incredible matches. Maybe it was the energy of Puerto Rico. I don't know. Or maybe it was just the fact that Bad Bunny actually went out there as an artist and actually just performed better than half the wrestlers on the goddamn roster in that type of position. I don't know. But the fact that both of them come from Puerto Rico and the fact that it was that damn good to see all of them have that match. Every single element of that match was, was damn near top tier to see Damian Priest literally pretty much launch Bad Bunny off of a freaking projector projectile and throw him through a table. You don't see that. (laughs) You just, just don't see that. Bad Bunny holding up, holding his own in that match against Damian Priest. That, that does not happen. Of course, that's before Damian Priest even became Mister Money in the Bank. So that match, all in all, was one of the best matches you could have probably asked for. I, I like, I haven't seen so many people like when Logan Paul. A lot of people did not like the people don't like Logan Paul as a person. So they were like, "It's you can't deny that son of a bitch can fucking wrestle," but it's but Bad Bunny is like everybody's like, "Nah, Bad Bunny kind of like killed it," like he of, like we've seen Bad Bunny like two matches and we're like, yo, Bad Bunny kinda killed this shit. <laughs> like we're like, yo, Bad Bunny is like that dude, man. Like we've seen him in like two matches and he's like Yeah, I gotta I, I don't understand Logan Paul with the title, but if Bad Bunny wins a, like the Intercontinental title or like a title one day, I'll be like, That makes sense. Like I wouldn't get mad at him. I'd be like, That kinda makes sense. I would I would be like, Yeah, that makes sense. And of course this kinda gave Damien Priest The ability to be seeing your money in a bank. Because WWE eventually would give him that push. It made sense. It made sense. So, yeah. That's number four. Coming in at number three. Speaking of Judgment Day. The leader of Judgment Day. And that is... The women's World Heavyweight Champion. But at this time, it's for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Y'all already know where I'm going with this. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 39, night one. That was a lot of conversation. And even I was on here saying, WWE cannot fuck this up. They have to put the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as the main event of night one. It would be so stupid. To have a storyline like this and not have it be the main event at WrestleMania Night 1. Plus, Charlotte and Rhea at the time just did not have a good build up to that match. But again, you gotta watch the goddamn match. <laughs> I thought the build up sucked, but the match was incredible. Actually, I didn't think Jay, like the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was that fucking great. It was more, again, like a lot of other Bloodline stories, it was more about emotion than it actually was about the match. And that's kind of how I felt about the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match. It was just like with the Usos. It was kind of like about emotion than it was actually about the actual fucking match. The match was okay. It was good. It was decent. But when you compare it to the match that came on before it, Rhea and Charlotte, it didn't even fucking match. Like it was, It was a completely different kind of conversation. These two women went out there and did exactly what the fuck they were supposed to do. Seek and destroy. <laughs> and Charlotte was like, yo, you're not going to give me the main event? Rhea was like, you're not going to give me the motherfucking main event? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, we're going to see about that. They went out there and fucking killed it. That was one of the best not women matches. Probably one of the best fucking matches in WrestleMania history. That was a fucking incredible. Like, to the, the them both... I've watched WrestleMania like maybe three to four times in the last three to four months. <laughs> and I watched this match and in it's, and its fatality, and it's just like, damn, this match is good. To have the entire crowd share for uh Rhea and not Charlotte, which everybody was sharing for Rhea. I don't think anybody, except if you are just a really huge fan of Charlotte, you wanted Rhea to win. I remember watching this match at WrestleMania 36 in a pandemic, and Rhea not beating Charlotte made no sense. It didn't make any sense at that time. It, it was so stupid. She was the NXT champion. It wasn't like Charlotte was going to go to NXT. We're in a fucking pandemic. Just let her win a match. It didn't make any sense, but that was a Vince call. Three years later, Rhea gets this opportunity again to beat, fight Charlotte this time, as on her terms and not Charlotte's. And she beats her. Like, she beats her clean. Charlotte even had to look at her and be like, you got me. Okay, you got one. You're now the new face of the women's division. The match was incredible. They both got off. They got what they needed. Every fan in the building was so happy. People that was watching it like I was, I was so happy that real won. And uh, I just wish her title reign would have been – this title reign would have been good. It's not been good. They haven't – they've been building her versus Becky. I get it but that shows you the lack of rest of women on raw like and it, it, it's not like these women on raw are bad like Raquel Rodriguez like has been an NXT champion she's been that before she beat Rhea to be the NXT champion like it just it, you haven't built them right and it's 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 going to take a time it's going to take some time but yeah, I think Rhea versus Becky is clearly the fucking match at WrestleMania because that's the only one that you can still say would legitimize Rhea's title right Even if she loses, it still would make it be like, well, you lost to Becky fucking Lynch. Like, not too many people beat Becky. Even and if she beats her, you beat Charlotte and Becky in two WrestleManias that, for the title? Like, that's damn near impossible. So it, it just it just it, it would have to be seen, but for me, WrestleMania thirty nine night one probably to a lot of people goes down as the greatest WrestleMania of all time, even though there was a night two. <laughs> that was a complete night two. The way they opened up WrestleMania night one sucked. Allison Barry versus John Cena, that shit was terrible. But like I said, the men's showcase match was incredible. Uh what else is on night one? I can't fucking Oh Diamond Ray I think it was on night one. And then of course Rhea and um Charlotte. And then of course uh and then of course uh and, and Sammy and Kevin. So yeah. But you know it was on night two of WrestleMania? My number two match, and that is Gunta versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus the Intercontinental Championship. I could watch this fucking match. All day. All the fucking day. This was probably Gunther's. Because again. He's another one. That when he gets in a ring. Y'all know Gunther's number one on my list. For the top 10 wrestlers of. You know 2023. For me personally. Gunther is truly the ring general. He is that fucking dude. But this match was. I think the peak of his of his title reign. And don't get it twisted. Him and Chad Gable, those matches were incredible. Him and Tommaso Ciampa was fucking phenomenal. Him and Bronson Reed just recently was great. Him and the Miz at SummerSlam was, was good. It was decent. But this was the peak of it. Like, to have two guys like Sheamus and Drew with the history they have and on top of that, Sheamus never won the, Inter- the Intercontinental Championship the Intercontinental Championship, literally being the first title Drew McIntyre ever held in WWE, it didn't have to to have a young guy like Gunther to be the one for them to try to dethrone, who had at the time still a, an incredible title run. The history of, excuse me, the history of Gunther and Sheamus at Clash of the Castle still reigning out there, and then you added a Drew McIntyre who also was at that time, damn near unstoppable. The elements of it. And even that was planted at WrestleMania. I mean, the Royal Rumble in 2023, earlier in the year, where Drew and Sheamus were teaming up on Gunther to try to get him out the ring. And then Gunther actually eliminates both of them. So it just shows you how that was and how great that was. This match is probably one of the best matches you can ever find. Those three went out there and just... It's a match that I said I wanted to see, and I wanted to see how it was going to go. This is one of the rare few times where you hype a matchup, and it actually lived up to the fucking building. I think that's probably why I love it so much, because... I was like, man, if Gunther and Sheamus and Drew fight at WrestleMania. I said this literally at the Raw, when I did the rating review show for Raw I said, man, I already see what's going to happen. It's going to be Sheamus versus Drew versus Gunther at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. And if it is that, it's going to probably be the best match on a fucking card. And I said that. <laughs> and I hyped myself up. But to actually see it play out and it went the way I planned it, it, it in my head, it went exactly that way. And it was Fucking phenomenal! It was like it was like I was watching this match, man. Like this might be the best match I've ever seen. (laughs) Like y'all, like yo, this might be the best match I've ever fucking seen. And then it was completely taken away, literally later on that night, because at number one, it's the match. Come on, man! Y'all know it's gonna be at number one. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Like I said, during the top 10 list, when I talked about the wrestlers, this was a WrestleMania main event. It didn't have, of course, people came in and out. Of course, the Usos came to help. Of course, Solo came to help Roman. But that was a heel. That's what you're supposed to do to keep the title. Roman and Cody. like that. This was probably the best match you could have ever asked for. I know people wanted Sammy. I know people wanted Kevin. People still want to now change the decision of having Roman versus Cody. People are. I think you are more in love with the idea than what the fucking actual situation should and could be. For me, this was the best match I've seen on the year. All fucking. I've watched this match maybe seven fucking times since WrestleMania. This was one of the best matches I've ever seen. This match, like I said, I have never been more pissed off in my entire wrestling life (laughs) watching this shit. I had never been that pissed off. I was on here like literally trying to like, I was confused. (laughs) I was was hurt. I felt jaded. I was like, what the fuck was WWE thinking? Like, you do not do that. You do not give us Cody Rhodes and Roman and then have Roman beat him. That didn't make any fucking sense. And for people that are out here still saying, I want Roman to beat Cody. For fucking what reason? So he could defend a title three times next fucking year? What's the fucking point? Give Cody the fucking belt. Stop bullshitting us. Stop. Tra- and plus on top of that, make it back as the WWE championship. Because as long as he's the undisputed universal champion, we're never going to get the WWE championship back. Which, by the way, I still want Cody to change it into the Wing Eagle title because that's what I had as a kid. I just feel like it'd be dope. But this would be, this is the best fucking match I've ever seen. Like, for main event of WrestleMania Night 2, if you're going to build it like this for the suspense, from the entrance to the fucking match, it was the best thing you could have asked for for WrestleMania. Now, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing. I do fear, this is one thing I do fear, that this year's, this upcoming WrestleMania, if these are the two again, they go against each other again for the title, the one fear I have is that they're going to try to outdo what that was, and I don't think you can. What I do think you can do is make it a no-holds-barred match. I know people are going to be like, what? Make it a no-holds-barred match, because Cody knows I'm not going to beat Roman clean. As long as the fucking bloodline is still intact. So why kill all that? Make it no holes barred. Let's have it like like Stone Cold and The Rock. It was a no disqualification match for like two fucking... Two of those matches with no disqualifications. People don't remember that. Like two of those matches with no disqualifications. Why not have it this way too? Because you're never going to live up to what that was. WrestleMania 39 is damn near, that match is stoned. Like, that is probably one of the best matches. But you can change the ideal of it, and that is, Cody knows he's not going to be Roman in a one-on-one traditional match. So how do you give him a chance? No holds barred, no disqualification. Something different that will make people say, oh, shit. Like, that is, that's different because even because now you know the bloodline can get involved the question is who's going to get involved and that is where it kind of gets interesting because if you do this again where it's just one- on one supposedly no interference it's not gonna go well because it's you're trying to live up to what last year was the fact that you could kind of now make it no holes barred just go out there and just win it has to be a winner, no disqualification, no count out no pen like no count out. No rope break. Go. Just go fight. There must be a champion. There must be a winner. When you have a rule like that out there, it changes what the match is. It does. And it makes it actually a little bit more open to suggestion. And for that alone, I think WrestleMania 40 could be great. But this match, was the best match of the year. It, it it gave you exactly like I said. We already knew how great this could be. This was the best main event I think I've ever seen at WrestleMania. I've I've, I have, I've, I've watched WrestleMania a lot in my life. I'm about to be 30 years old. I've seen a lot of WrestleManias. <laughs> now that I got the Peacock app, I can go watch WrestleMania to the day I fucking die if I want to. Outside of... I'm be honest cuz I'm I'm going to do another list of WrestleMania matches, my top 10 WrestleMania matches. This might be the second greatest WrestleMania match I've ever seen. Outside of Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. This might be the second greatest WrestleMania match I've ever fucking seen. That's crazy to say, I know it is, but that this is because again, it lived up to the hype. It wasn't just a match. It was the match for the title, for the prestige of being a legend. This was the best WrestleMania main event you can ever ask for. And they let it actually cook. They let it actually. And it never felt like Roman was better than Cody. That's something they have a hard time with, especially when it comes to a Roman match. Every match that Roman felt like he could lose the title, it was always to somebody that you never thought Roman could 100% just absolutely destroy. Drew McIntyre at Clash at the Castle. Cody at WrestleMania. Seth at Royal Rumble. When they are level, I know they build Roman up, but as a competitor, when it's one-on-one, and Roman actually does, like, I think Roman versus Randy Orton at Royal Rumble is going to be probably one of the best matches Roman's had in a long time. Because this isn't someone you can just easily destroy. This is someone you actually have to prep for. And this is somebody that can actually beat you. And at WrestleMania 39, that's exactly what Roman and Cody was. Cody never felt like he was out of the match until it was over. He never felt like he was out of the match. And that is exactly why I think it was one of the best matches you could have asked for. Because Roman actually looked vulnerable. Something that WWE has a very hard fucking time trying to do with Roman Reigns. And that is the reason why it is at number one for me. So, recapping it. Number one is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania 39, Night 2 main event. Number two, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship Triple Threat match at WrestleMania Night 2. Number three, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's, well, now for the Women's World Heavyweight Championship, but at the time, the SmackDown Women's Championship Night 1, WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania Night 1. Number four, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest, the San Juan Street Fight, Puerto Rico Street Fight. At Backlash 2023. At number five. The Civil War of the Bloodline. The Bloodline versus Roman Solo Bloodline versus The Usos. Money in the Bank 2023. Number six. Oh, shit. Number six. Oh, shit. What was number six? I got all I got down ready. Holy shit. I think I said it was the Women's War Games match. Yeah. Team Damage Control versus Team Bianca, number seven. Uh, Cody, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus The Judgment Day for the Undisputed Tag Team Titles in a in a Steel City Street Fight. Uh, for the Undisputed Tag Team Titles at, back, at Payback, number eight was also at Backlash. Uh, at Payback, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a Steel Cage Match. Number uh. Yeah, number eight. <laughs> number eight. Uh wait. No, number wait. Oh shit, I'm fuck up. Hold on. <laughs> Yo, I got it right. No, I got it right. Okay, so number nine is uh the men's elimination chamber match for the United States Championship at Elimination Chamber, of course. And number ten was the men's Money in the Bank match at Money in the Bank. Um Yeah, so Roman, Cody, Gunther, Sheamus, Drew, Charlotte, Rhea, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, uh, Civil War Bloodline, number six was the Women's War Games, number seven was Kevin on Sami Zayn, Judgment Day. uh, Number eight was Becky and Trish, number nine uh, Men's Elimination Chamber, number ten was the Men's Money in the Bank. That is the list for top ten matches of 2023. Like I said, uh, I thank you for listening to this, man. Wrestling life will be back next uh, year, course, and of course, uh, I will be doing another top ten list. Royal Rumble top ten list is coming soon. Uh, I don't know how I want to do it. I don't know if I want to do just the Royal Rumble matches or just the entire Royal Rumble in entirety, which is like, which is my favorite Royal Rumbles, or maybe just do, uh, my favorite Royal Rumble matches, not like just the plain old Royal Rumble, but like the entirety, like or maybe nine Royal Rumble matches, I don't know how I want to do this, but I'm going to do it, uh, like I always do for all people uh then also, next year I will be starting uh, my top 10 wrestling matches for wrestlers, so, so the first wrestler I'm doing next year I will tell y'all right now, the first wrestler that is getting their own top 10 list is the one The only John Cena. He will be getting his own top 10, my favorite wrestling matches from John Cena. So, that's coming in 2024. Royal Rumble, of course, pay-per-view January 27th. I will be back on here for the new that rate and review show, of course. Until then, man, hope you guys enjoy this wrestling life. And uh, enjoy the rest of this this year of uh, wrestling, man. Uh, I'll be at the show December 28th here in Houston. Can't wait for that that show because I know it's, I don't know if it's actually a SmackDown. I don't think it is. Maybe they will be taping for one. I don't know, but it is a Thursday night, so I don't fucking know. Uh, so I don't know, <laughs> but until next time, man. I am Brandon new. This is wrestling life. And, uh, go watch those matches that I said, man, pay-per-views, well, Prime Live events. Till next time. Peace.